Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about two different types of marketing methods that are either grow or kill your business. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day. Today, I want to talk about a very basic fundamental on the hunt to grow your business the difference between active methods and passive methods of marketing and sales. One of them can grow your business quickly. The other can drain you of cash and eventually kill your business if it's relied on too heavily. For years, I didn't understand there was a difference between them or that marketing and sales could even be categorized this way. I still don't hear the term active versus passive used much outside of our company, but I'm sure that I'm not the first one to come up with that. I'd like to share how I came to this realization and how it applies to your business. In June of about uh, 2001, I left Merrill Lynch as a stockbroker. I'd only been there a few years, but I'd lived through the dot-com bubble and the crash. And so I saw what uh, I thought was irrational valuations and excitement behind companies that made no money and the price they paid going out of business. So even in my 20s, I knew something didn't add up. And I encouraged a lot of my clients to buy what were called protected growth investments, which are basically investments that guaranteed they'd only lose a certain amount during a market uh, with the trade-off that they wouldn't participate in as much market upside. Seeing the ensuing crash taught me that it's important to look at the downside of an investment or idea in your business as it is to look at the upside potential. Anyway, that's a concept for a different episode. But So prior to leaving Merrill Lynch, I had a friend of mine who was less technically inclined, uh, and he kind of asked for my help in building a website for his painting company. I didn't know how to do it, but I always liked computers, so I figured I could learn and do it for him. And he'd pay me a small amount of money and I could use the money at that time. I really enjoyed the work and thought maybe I could do a side business of building websites while I grew my stockbroker book of business. And I eventually realized that I didn't really want to be a stockbroker the rest of my life as I felt the financial markets were too directly related to my income. And I wanted more control of my life. And I thought owning a business would give me the freedom to make money and not be beholden to anybody. So what does this have to do with marketing and specifically your business? Well, if you think about it, there are really two types of ways to get new business and clients. Uh, You can do things like run ads in industry publications, run online ads that point to your website, send out physical mailers and flyers, email general information on your product or service to some kind of email list. Uh, And you can do social media advertising that promotes your brand and points to your website, etc. The other way is to do some kind of direct outbound contact uh, with your potential clients that's measurable. This can be in the form of an in-person or over-the-phone cold calling or even targeted direct response advertising. Uh, So what do I mean by direct response advertising? I mean, that means you choose to put out an advertisement. It needs to have a very specific call to action and what you want the prospect to do. Either call your office, order something online with a special code that identifies them, things like that. So which is better? As my mentor at Merrill Lynch used to say, everything works sometimes. So sometimes we may try a marketing method like run a general ad and then we get a few responses and think, wow, that worked. Uh, if X number of people called in on that, then all we have to do is repeat that and we're rich, you know, and I'm certainly guilty of that. Unfortunately, what happens 
a lot of times is we get an initial spike of results and take that as evidence of success and viability as a, as a long-term strategy, which doesn't pan out. I remember when I was in residential real estate, I went to a seminar where the speaker recommended everybody basically do this, quote, branding thing. He encouraged us to get professional full-color brochures with our picture on it, fancy business cards, and other things that uh, would basically brag about ourselves. Did this bring in business in the long run? Well, in sending out thousands of brochures, I got a few responses that never panned out, but a lot of compliments on how great the brochures looked. After sending out several batches, I noticed that the initial few weak inquiries I got drizzled down to almost nothing. And in the end, I'd spent thousands of dollars and had no revenue to show for it. So what kind of marketing was this? This is totally passive as I was depending on people to be interested enough to call me. The only control I had over the results were how many flyers or brochures that I sent out. This is an example of passive marketing that was really pretty ineffective. You know, there's a whole industry dedicated to, quote, branding, which is passive and somewhat unmeasurable method of marketing. I'm sure I'll get some blowback on this, but in my opinion, most branding, like what your logo looks like, what your business cards and brochures look like, is not what grows your business. When you don't have huge amounts of money to throw at it like a public company does, uh, you just have to prioritize your marketing budget. For smaller businesses who don't have the funds to do extensive usability studies, A-B testing, all that kind of stuff, branding, you know, let's be honest, revolves around ego, if we're being honest. I mean, I know from experience, when I was doing those brochures and business cards, it was a huge ego boost and I was proud of it. But feeling good and being proud of your image doesn't pay your mortgage. When I talk about this method of marketing, I'm talking about spending a lot of time and money on your website, logo, brochures, things like that. These are all more like requirements to have like a business card used to be, but they're not revenue generators. You know, unless you're Procter & Gamble, your logo is not going to convince somebody to buy your product. A horrible, unprofessional website may scare people away and cost you sales. But if you have a decent website that you can literally build yourself for under $100 with no knowledge of coding, that's really all you need when your business is still relatively small and growing. I'm also talking about billboard type of advertising, as I call it, which is a complete waste of money for small businesses in the B2B space, especially. What I mean by billboard advertising is anything that you just use to get your name out there, you know, so to speak, brand recognition or whatever. That has very little impact with sales at this stage of your business. And unless you have a very large marketing budget and venture capital backing and can spend tons of money that doesn't really guarantee a measurable return, I, I wouldn't do that at this stage of your business. By the way, if you're in this industry, I don't mean to offend or discount your profession as what you do is uh, important at the right stage in most businesses, but this is my experience, and this podcast is really about how to get results faster for small B2B businesses. Branding certainly has its place, but generally it's not a revenue generator. You know, I'm sure that there's those who have a completely different perspective on that, but that's okay. So now that I've gotten down uh, on this kind of passive and generalized advertising method of marketing, you know, what's the alternative? The other option is what I would call active marketing and selling. I define active marketing and selling as any activity where you're proactively approaching very specific potential customers. This can be done in person, you know, which is the best case scenario for B2B, in my opinion, or over the phone and these days via video calls. You know, this can also be done online, but it has to be done in a very specific way. The key to active marketing is it has to be measurable. If it isn't measured, it's not active, it's passive. One of the big advantages of active marketing has over uh, passive marketing is that you or your team are the call to action and forces a person to make a decision right there and then. If you call somebody and present your product or service, they have to respond whether positive or negative, and you can find out right away if they're a potential customer now or down the road. 
if you send a bunch of mailers out that promote your product or service, but don't figure out a way to entice them to call you, it's almost useless. In addition, with a method like that, people can procrastinate since they're not on the spot, even if they have some kind of level of interest. You know, we're all procrastinators to some extent. It's human nature. However, if you have them on the phone or in person, they have to make a decision they can't procrastinate. So what does this mean to you? The big takeaway here is that you shouldn't fool yourself into thinking that passive marketing methods alone are going to grow your business. Am I saying you shouldn't advertise or have a nice marketing materials? No, I'm not. But just keep in mind that you should not be relying on these uh, for your primary growth strategy with the exclusion of more active methods. You know, in the last 20 years, we've built our company almost exclusively on phone cold calling. Sure, we've had a few people stumble onto our website or respond to an ad we ran, a trade show we sponsored, things like that. But, you know, I would say 90 plus percent of our clients have come from cold calling and referrals. This doesn't mean you should cold call as it depends on your type of client and how you best get in front of them. But it's one method that works in the right industry and is pretty uh, popular in B2B and pretty effective. For instance, we were recently talking to a client of ours who's in the mergers and acquisitions industry. And the last year and a half, half of his deals came from cold calling and the balance came from referrals and networking and nothing from the advertising and what brand awareness that he did. And he spent quite a bit of money on it. He definitely got a good return on his investment because he reached out to people proactively. You know, to some of you, this is all common sense and you already evaluate marketing and sales methods this way. Uh, And if you're already doing this, I would encourage you to go back and review the ROI you're getting by different channels. Should you put more resources into one particular area? Should you dump others completely? And I hope this gets the wheels spinning and you got something out of this. In the next episode, we're going to talk about more specific active methods and how you can implement them in your business or tweak them if you're already doing them. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon and have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.